Hello, welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different states who are excited to talk to each other and also to learn and grow alongside of each of you. Uh, my name is Megan. I'm Kristen. And I'm Lauren. Yay! Yes. And today <laughs> we have decided to talk about hobbies and side hustles. So there's lots of interesting stuff when it comes to this, and I'm sure we won't cover it all, but we're going to do our best to dive into it. And Kristen, we were kind of talking about the difference between hobbies and side hustles. What is that? Or what does that mean to you? Like if you were to tell us the difference between a hobby and a side hustle, what would that be? Yeah. Um, I think for me, hobbies um, are definitely, my definition is something that I'm super passionate about and that I have implemented into my either daily or weekly life. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just something that brings me pure joy. So for instance, my, you know, probably top hobbies are going to be, um, I actually super enjoy playing sports. So volleyball and anything with friends. Um, so two of my biggest hobbies are going to be volleyball and then kickball. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I just love the fact that hobbies bring me not only closer to the people I love in my life, including my husband and my friends, but it brings me closer to myself, if that makes sense. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Um, and then side hustles, you know, to me, it's, it's almost, here's the thing, hobbies be, can become side hustles, right? For instance, um, that happened in my life with music. I was able to turn something I loved into a side hustle and actually um, make some income. And I think that's the major difference between side hustles and hobbies. Mm-hmm. Um, and also side hustles for me, it's not always necessarily something I'm super passionate about, but it's something that I can implement more you know, income into my my life, um, which is awesome because that means I can, you know, maybe take an extra vacation or um, buy some more clothes, you know, all the things that can come Pay from that. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's actually a big thing. And I actually want to mention that make sure to stay tuned on this episode because I'm going to be sharing how I was able to implement a side hustle into my life that not only got my husband and I out of credit card debt, but it actually had it to where we were living mortgage free. Um, and now we are working on having that side hustle pay off my husband's student loans within 14, 13 months. So I'm super Super excited to share how we are able to do that. Wow. Yay. Can't wait to hear all the details. (laughs) Um, So I was just going to, for me, this is Lauren, and I feel like all three of us agree that just with everything else in life, that mindset is just a huge part of hobbies and side hustles. And it's also something that we're all three super passionate about. So I just wanted to start by saying that... um, everything that, or most everything that I'll be talking about today, it's, it's not, uh, it's all stuff that I've learned along the way, whether it's from a mentor or a paid coach or just my life experiences. But it's kind of interesting to look back at, you know, when we were children and, you know, how we're super future oriented from a young age. So, you know, at one, around one, we're learning to walk and then we're learning to talk and we're, 
you know, get to a certain age where we start thinking about what do I want to be when I grow up? And people start asking us, what do you want to do when you grow up? Who do you want to be? And then we kind of get to this spot in our life. And Kristen, you kind of touched on this a little bit in our episode one about turning 29 and and looking turning forward. Turning 30. I'm sorry, turning 30. And just reaching this point where you're like, We Wait. are 29 forever. Duh. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> so it's like this future it's this like future orientation versus when you get to that point, you're like, wait, who, you know, what have I done with my life and where do I want to go? And who am I? Who do I, who do I want to be? Um, but I think that when it comes to side hustles and hobbies, a lot of times we get to a certain point in our life where we, those dwindle away for whatever reasons. And we just kind of, um, without even noticing it. And I know for me personally, after I had my child, it was like, you know, I was so focused hundred percent. And I think any parent out there can probably resonate that it's just natural that you kind of, it's easy to lose yourself without being intentional otherwise. And I know for my well, personal- Lauren, maybe, yeah. yeah, tell your personal experience too, because- Yeah. Okay, sure. So, um, for, so at 24 weeks pregnant, my water broke unexpectedly and for unknown reasons. And so I went from, you know, my daily life to being on hospital bed rest and a hundred percent of my energy was going into keeping that baby inside of me for as long as possible. And then at 27 weeks, when they had to deliver him 13 weeks early, a hundred percent of my energy was then spent uh, caring for him in the NICU and making sure that to keep him alive really every single day. And then there was, you know, just a milestone at each week, each day to focus on. And so all of me went into that. And then when he came home from the NICU, uh, just like any other mom that brings a newborn home from the hospital, you it's exhausting. And a hundred percent of you has to go into all the energy that you have. And then I looked up, you know, a couple years later and it was like, whoa, I totally lost myself in all of this. And on top of the normal stuff, you know, I felt like his first two years, we we lived pretty much in and out of hospitals with surgeries and doctor appointments and all of that. And I'm happy to uh, share even more details of that experience in another episode. I'm super passionate about it. And um, so anyway, with with that, I just looked up one day and I was like, wow, I've totally, everything that I used to love to do for me, whether it was being active, playing volleyball, um, all of my activities that I love doing just went out the window. And so I really, it wasn't until I implemented some of those things back into my life that I even really acknowledged how much I had let go and lost myself. And then in turn, once I put them back into my life, the positives that came from that, um, so, well, speaking yeah. on that, Lauren, I do have a question actually yeah. for both you and Megan, because um, I feel like a lot of women are going to think like, oh, wow, like I would love to do the hobbies that I did, whether it's, you know, I played soccer or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but they're like, you know, I have kids now and I just don't have the time or I don't know what how to, to get to that five o'clock class or whatever it is. So do y'all have any advice or tools that you can share um, since you both have hobbies in your life and both have children and, you know, Megan, you know, both have full-time jobs. Yeah. I was just going to say to kind of like circle up what Lauren was talking about is 
I think just what you went through obviously was really traumatic. Um, and there's so much that happens in people's lives, but I think at the end of the day, like to circle it back to side hustle and hobby, I think you kind of lost yourself for a little bit, like we all do in parenting, but just kind of bringing that awareness back and loving yourself enough to say like, okay, what do I enjoy to do and how am I going to implement even something small to where I feel back a little bit to myself. Um, and then for me, I don't know, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just like wanted to kind of summarize, but, and then like for me personally, I've always been somebody, I think that even though I talked about in the last episode comparing myself for being a working mom, I think I've always known I'd be a working mom because I just have a lot of passion. I don't know how to explain it, but that's getting besides the point. My main <laughs> thing, like to answer Kristen's question, sorry, was yeah. just like about mindset and realizing making sure I am taking care of myself and in but also giving yourself grace. So those first that first year of a baby's life. Like, don't put a lot of pressure on yourself to have side hustles and hobbies, or you're just going to feel like a failure. I think I started more like after a year, even like 18 months of Rowan, so my second child's life, of just figuring out what I really love and care about and like actually scheduling those things out in my life. Um, So schedule blocking is a huge thing in my life and in Lauren's the best at it. I actually just talking about talking about this episode, I was like, oh, okay, that's a really good idea. I need to schedule block also my evenings. Um, it she sounds- didn't mention me, Kristen, because I am the worst <laughs> at it. <laughs> no, you're not the worst. You're just like, don't have kids yet. So you are not forced to do it. I didn't do it before I had kids, but no, but I kinda- literally, I, I told you this before, like when it comes to schedule blocking, y'all, I've actually taken classes, like paid money and took classes <laughs> on how to schedule block and I do not do it. <laughs> I literally I rebel against it like it's the plague. And I, you know, and that's something I think, you know, I, hopefully I'm not the only woman that does this, but. No, I think, I think Megan, just to hold your thought really quick, just for those out there who might not, because I didn't know before I learned it. Um, whether you call it schedule or time blocking. Um, so I know that an exercise that I walked through when I first was implementing this in my own life is, and it's not just for people that have kids. I mean, it's super important for all people, no matter what you're doing in your life. And I think that probably the most important tip that I could give whenever you're starting out with it is in all time blocking is, is, you know, setting blocks in your calendar where you are identifying what is going to happen in those blocks. And it's up to you to make that, you know, if it's down to the hour to the half hour, or for me, I, um, it, the, the blocks are a lot larger. So, but I think the most important tip is that you start putting things in your calendar that mean the most to you. So for me, and I think for a lot of people out there, that's uh, family time including myself. And so for example, I have, you know, blocks in there where in the morning, once the, once my son is on the bus, it's me time. So that could be filled with, you know, working out or catching up with uh, friends in China because of the time difference or whatever. And then for a certain time during the day, it's, it's work time. So a lot of different things can fall, fall into that category. And then in the evenings, um, it's, you know, obviously my husband and my son are most important. So I schedule uh, Kai time. So once he gets off the bus, I just make sure and um, make designated time where my phone's away and he has my full attention, whether it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever I decide on. 
And then after bedtime, it's my husband time. So, and it doesn't mean I definitely have room to grow, but because that's in my calendar, then that is something that's always there. It never changes. And it makes me stick to it because it kind of makes it turn into a habit. Can I be a hundred percent honest with y'all? Yeah. About schedule blocking. Please. I think the reason I run from it so bad and this I'm saying this because I want to become more aware of why I'm I do run from it. I think it's because with my personality type, I don't like to be held down. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to feel like I'm tied to things to where I can't do what I want in in the present time. Does that make yeah. sense? So like if yes, I schedule but- block, you know, f- 15 minutes of my day, it's almost like I feel like trapped. Yeah, um, you feel controlled maybe? Maybe that's what I, it is. Yeah. And so I think that's why I run from it. But, you know, Megan, I think you've made a point before that really helped me was it's putting it in a different m- mindset or a different uh what's it called? Like a look, a different uh way to look at it. It's actually like for you you said it actually freed your life more. It, yeah, so it, I correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. So I was just going to say, I actually felt the same way as you. I think we're similar personalities in that way. Like I like to be a free spirit and do my own thing and let the day take me and all of those things. Um, And so I actually rebelled against it for a long time too. And then I kind of with work, I had to be scheduled um, or I was going to lose my mind. Um, Becoming a manager of multiple people, I just realized like, oh gosh, no, I have to get scheduled here. And I had heard this before, I think actually from Lauren, that once you actually schedule yourself, you're more free than you've ever been. And it's it's almost like when you first start working out, it's just getting through the door. And then you like you loved that you went to the class at the end. That's kind of like schedule blocking to me. As soon as I started scheduling myself, I realized like, oh my gosh, I'm so much more free. You don't have to schedule it by 15 minutes, block it by hours. And in those hours that you scheduled me time or whatever it is, you are more free because you know that no one's going to bother you during that time because you have it blocked off. I mean, people can bother you during that time, but it just, (laughs) I don't know. It really actually makes you more free. Yeah. Yeah. And it helps you stay focused on the right things and not get scatterbrained. Yeah. And if I, that kind of reminds me, Megan, of um, the first time that I heard, you know, if we can change, I think all of us can relate and believe that we can change our physical state. If we want to get better at something physically, for whatever reason, it comes more natural that we believe that that can happen. But I think that we also need to believe that we're just as capable of changing our emotional state. And I think that that is a powerful. Um, just mindset to adapt to realize that, you know, our emotional state is just as adaptable and changeable as our physical state. So I think that goes along the lines, Kristen, of what you were saying and, and Megan, you too. Yeah. And I also yeah. think it's interesting. I always try to talk to girlfriends and people in my life um, about topics that we're going to be talking about just to get as many perspectives as I can. And I was talking to a girlfriend and I was like, hey, what do you what do you think about side hustles, hobbies? You know, and she goes, you know, it's really interesting. Like I have all these amazing ideas and I think of all these things that I really want to do and I literally never do any of it. And it's so frustrating. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I can so relate to that. Like I feel like I'm the same way where I have all these amazing ideas and things I want to do, but then I never end up doing any of them. And usually, 
you know, if it's something I'm passionate about, I think I talk myself out of it because I'm scared that like, oh, if it doesn't work, then, you know, I think it would emotionally affect me more than I would like. (laughs) And then with other things, it's like, well, I know nothing about the subject, so I'm not experienced enough to even think I'm capable of starting it, you know, and I feel like her and me are not alone. And I want to say that because I feel like Megan, especially you, like you're so good at, um, I don't know if it's just like you ignore your uh, negativity voice (laughs) or what it is. So I feel like maybe you touching on implementing how you're so good at implementing the ideas you have. You're really good at not overthinking. Oh yeah. Um, I guess so. Yeah. Kind of circling back to what I was talking about. I think it all starts with your mindset, like anything in life, but specifically having like a side hustle or a hobby or scheduling your life, it really does start with your mindset and figuring out, okay, what is it that you're passionate about getting organized? Um, And I think we all just kind of hold ourselves back a little bit in this way because of the fears that we have. Um, I I do think I have like a, I'm thankful. I have like a natural thing where I'd really, for the most part, unless it's like a fear of a roller coaster, I don't let myself live in that fear too long because I immediately go to God and I don't, not everybody is spiritual. So I don't expect everybody to do this. But for me, when I'm feeling that fearful, like, oh, there's something I really want to do, but I'm too scared to do it. I literally give that whole thing to God. And I'm like, you know what? It's out of my control in a way. And I give it to God and think, like, show me what to do. Um, because I don't know if I if I'm supposed to do this. Like, even when we started talking about the podcast, I was thinking, like, are we gonna be able to do all of this? And I like all these fears started coming over my body. And I was like, you know what? I can't think that way, or we will never do it. And so I just gave it to God and I thought, okay, so how do we actually do it? And I think a lot of people think they don't know how to do things like you were saying, and they don't, but we have so much up at our fingertips this day, these days. Like when we first started talking about the podcast, it was really overwhelming making the list of all the things that we needed to do to make this happen. But we sat down and we made a list and we tackled it one by one. And like the audio piece, um, I don't know how to edit audio. Are you kidding me? And that scared it to have scare me. And but, to have three different people talking in three different yeah. states. <laughs> yeah, nobody it's that was hard in itself. So we all started watching just to, to give an example. This is an easy example because we're doing it right now. We started watching training videos and just more and more like going into YouTube. So to do audio, luckily my husband Bobby has done audio. So he kind of helps me, but I also watched some training videos like, okay, how do we do this if we have three different people? Um, and and instead of being fearful and like, I don't know how to do that, I was like, okay, well, somebody knows how to do that. So we have the internet in this day and age, so they'll show me how to do it. And it's just a matter of kind of changing your mindset of like, even for me, like what's fun in life? Like for me, like spending time with my husband is fun. So on a Saturday night, our kids are in bed. We spent two hours editing the podcast and learning how to use the software. That might sound like we're huge dorks to some people, but we actually (laughs) had a lot of, yeah, nerd alert, but we also like bonded. And I feel like it was like a date night in a funny way. So you kind of almost have to change like your mindset of like what it's going to look like. If you want something to happen bad enough, I truly do believe you can make it happen if you want it bad enough. Like we, you know, you have to 
write out the steps and then just ask people around you, but also go to YouTube because you can learn a lot of things from YouTube, even like Excel spreadsheets, which I do in my daily life because I hate spreadsheets. So I ask the people around me to help me or I go to YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. I think that kind of goes like big picture What to sum up what you just said. I think it's, you know, you either want something or you're committed to something. And I think I know for Chris and I and our uh, side business of real estate investing that that was a huge you know, point in the beginning. It's like, look, guys, we all want a lot of things in life, but the difference between the people that actually um, that do it, it's because they decide that they're committed and they take, they do the work and the stuff that it gets to get there. And I think that um, you know, that, that, that was just a big kind of aha moment for me. It's like, oh yeah, duh, nobody's going to do it for us. So we have to put in the work and, you know, lay in bed for two hours on a Saturday night to get there. But, um, I think too, yeah. during those moments, whenever you're, especially if you're going after something that you run into a part of it that you don't know what you're doing, I think that, in the moments that you feel uncomfortable or that it's really hard, I think that's actually a sign that you're doing it right. Because I think anytime that we're growing or learning or pushing ourselves, it's not going to be easy and it, it is going to feel uncomfortable. But I think Megan, you brought up a good point is that, you know, I think if you can just remember to always have fun <laughs> and to, to celebrate the small yeah, things exactly. along, along the way. And as long as you keep it fun and, um, I think it's something that you'll be excited about even through the hard times. Well, and Lauren, you gave the example of what did you say about, you know, a one-year-old? Like if you're, you said when you're growing and changing, it's hard, right? But what we say to ourselves, think about what you would say to your one-year-old child. Yeah, I I was saying that. I just heard this and I can't remember where I heard this, but somebody recently was just saying, you know, it's actually really funny that we talk ourselves out of things and give this negative talk to ourselves because, you know, any parent out there who has a one-year-old or close to who's learning to walk and isn't quite there, would we look at our child and say, oh, you know what? Just give up. Like, you're not going to walk. Stop, you know? (laughs) And it's, it's laughable, you know, but that's what, that's literally what we do to ourselves. And you know, it's stupid. So so. It is stupid. And yeah. to go One, back off of what something Megan said earlier, um, where, you know, you said you give it to God spiritual. Well, if not everyone's spiritual, yeah. what it also is, is saying, hey, this is what I'm thinking, but I'm choosing to do it anyway. And I think it's super yeah. powerful. And th- the way that looks like to you is giving it to God, where to somebody else, it might just be like, yes, I'm aware that I'm having all these feelings, but I'm going to choose to do it no matter what, because I'm committing yes. and I want to have this in my life. So yeah. I think that's super powerful to yeah, say. Yeah. And I feel like, sorry, I'm kind of scatterbrained. I realized I think I'm starving. Um, so I'll have to get lunch <laughs> after this. Yeah, Ma- Ma- um, Megan does not do well circle, when she's hangry. <laughs> I know. Like, I Is it a redhead thing? I don't, I don't I seriously know. want to take like, a poll. Oh my gosh. Why do I feel so weird right now? It's I want to take I a poll from redheads lunch. and see. Oh. <laughs> Wait, I think y'all are talking over each other. <laughs> oh, Megan, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Can I was just saying I wanted to say like I want to take a poll from redheads and see like 
if all like are all your redheaded family members or friends like are they hangry because <laughs> Megan is the most angry person. But yes, I love it because she knows it. So. And I wake up angry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did realize like what I was talking about earlier to kind of maybe summarize what I was saying of like the mindset and the scheduling and all of that and how it pertains to side hustles. I have a full-time job. I have two kids. And I think I do more now than I ever did without kids. And it's because I realized once I had kids, it's all about like the scheduling part. So yes, I have a full-time job, but yes, I have some side hustles. I have a mom network and I have this podcast and how I'm able to do that without going crazy is literally by schedule blocking. Um, you know, it's a Sunday and we scheduled an hour for us to do this podcast. So you have to think about like your time. Everybody thinks they don't have enough time. Um, but you really do for the things that matter the most to you. You just have to have, luckily I have an awesome partner who will watch our kiddos for me and Rowan's napping, but, um, you kind of just have to look at your schedule and do like an hour a week for that hobby or side hustle. Don't overwhelm yourself with thinking you you need to do too much. Yes. But I just wanted to kind of wrap that up. And then the other thing I don't want to forget y'all to say, because my brain's not working, is Lauren, the tool that you said when you are up against something that could be dreadful, you gave like a three steps that I thought was super helpful. Yeah, well, this is just a tool that once again, I've learned in, in my own journey, but it's more for once you kind of get into the routine of time blocking. And if there's something that comes up, and I guess you could actually do this for big or small things. Um, The way that I learned it was more kind of task oriented. So whenever there's a task in my calendar for just for example, I do all the bookkeeping for our real estate investing. And it's something that uh, whenever the tickler comes up in the, is that what it's called a tickler? (laughs) In your calendar? That's a really weird word. I feel like it should be like a punch because there's some items in my calendar where I'm like, it doesn't tickle it. It punches me in the face. (laughs) I've never heard of that. Oh, really? I have never heard of that, but I kind of like it. (laughs) Well, I I could be making it up. Anyway, whenever you have a reminder in your calendar, whenever I see that, you know, monthly bookkeeping days, it just kind of gives me that feeling like, oh, like I would rather do anything but that. So I'm really, really good at coming up with um, other things that I can check off my to-do list that I would much rather do. And so then I, you know, I'm looking up three months later and I'm three months behind in bookkeeping and then it takes a lot longer. So anyway, whenever you have something like that in your calendar, because no matter what you're going after, no matter what you're working on, even at, even at your job, you know, there's going to be parts of things that just don't excite you as much as other things. So the thing that the tool that I learned is whenever you get to something like that, where you just feel dreadful about it, then you have three options that you can give yourself. Number one, you can do the task. And number two, you can do nothing. And that literally means nothing. So you can sit at the wall and stare at the blank wall. And you have to be really strict on yourself with number two, that you do not allow yourself to do anything else. So there's no Instagram scrolling. There's no, you know, checking other things off your to-do list that you think might be important there. You, you cannot allow yourself to do anything else. So number two, do nothing. Or number three, you can make a list of all of the thoughts that you are having in that moment that are making you feel whatever emotion it is, whether it's 
you feel dreadful, you feel, you know, unmotivated, you feel stressed, whatever those emotions are, write those down and, or write the thoughts down that are making you feel those emotions. And because what I have learned is that it's actually the thoughts in our head that make us feel dreadful or whatever emotion it is. It's not really the experience of it. So in actuality, my bookkeeping, once I get going and get started, it's not, it, it, I don't mind it. It's just the thoughts that I'm putting in my head about it. So I hope that made sense, but that tool has really, really helped me. Oh yeah. It kind of reminds me of what Megan said earlier was where it's like, working out it the half the battle is just getting through the door you know it's really all about your thoughts and what you say and what you allow to tell yourself so yeah so i think it can be applied to really anything in your life and big and small like if you've had this idea of a side hustle or whatever that you've just been sitting on for a while and not acting on it you know maybe you could do the same tool where you write out like okay what what is what are the thoughts that are stopping me from getting to that next step or whatever? And uh, I think that that would be super helpful just to shift your mindset. Yeah. It's acknowledging it and then choosing to not let it, choosing to do it anyway. Yes, exactly. It's my new favorite line. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Can I, I would like to share something, a tool for me or not necessarily a tool, but something that's helped me because like I said earlier, I'm the personality that has all the ideas, but then doesn't really necessarily implement them because, you know, for many reasons, but something that's really helped me is to find the people to bring in others, right? So for instance, with this podcast, I had this idea. I wanted to do all these things, but I was like, I, I didn't know where to start. I was feeling overwhelmed. So I was like, you know what? I I called my two favorite people and that's Lauren and Megan. I said, hey guys, this is my idea. Do y'all want to be a part of it? And can you help me? Because I know, you know, they both bring a piece that I can't or don't because they're better at other things, right? Y'all are better at some things. Yeah, and- we all have our strengths and weaknesses. Right. So something that's really helped me, and I didn't, not just with this podcast, it's been with everything I've done in my life, with my music career. It's like, I had no idea where to begin. So I just started asking around, does anyone know how to start a MySpace? Does anyone, you know, who do you know that knows anything about the music industry? Um, And then when I started my real estate career, I had, you know, I went to school and got my license and I was like, well, you know, I need real help. So what I did was I teamed up with a guy who had been in the business for, you know, 10 plus years and I didn't have any money to pay him to mentor me, but, um, I helped him in his business and I learned so much and that's how I was able to kick off my real estate career. So yeah, I think that's a really good tool to be able to also bring in, um, others. If that yeah, makes sense. I think you bring up such a good point and something else that I learned actually from our business coach. And for some reason this, whenever he first told me this years ago, I, it was such a relief for some reason to me, but he was like, you know, there's absolutely no point in reinventing the wheel. And I think that a lot of times we put so much pressure on ourselves. There are those select few that maybe say they're inventing something that's never been invented, or you might have an idea that you are number one on it or the first person to do it. But most of our ideas, there is somebody out there who has done what you want to do or something similar. And so I think that I remember just 
to share that because I know that it was such a relief to me like, oh yeah, why would we want to reinvent the wheel? So instead, you know, have the courage and, you know, drop the egos and and all of that to put yourself out there and start, you know, putting out in the universe what it is that you're wanting to accomplish. And um, Chris and I definitely did that in the beginning. We Part of our process was we made an Excel spreadsheet list of everybody that we knew in our past, whether we had talked to them in years or not, or present day life. And we drafted together a email that was just like, hey guys, you know, obviously we personalized it for each one, but it was more like, here's where we are in our life. Here's where we want to be. These are our goals for this particular thing. Um, we would love to be clear, Lauren, what, which side hustle are you referencing? Oh, okay. So I'm sorry. My husband and I started, um, real estate investing back in 2016. And that is what I spend all of my time on currently. And so that's what I'm referencing. But, um, so we just, made a list of everybody in our past present life that maybe would have something to do with real estate. And we just said, you know, we would love any feedback you have and, you know, to give us, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's always people in your life, no matter how, whether it's somebody, you know, or don't know, or it's a podcast host, or it's a guest on a podcast that you listen to, or it's somebody on YouTube, like, like Megan said earlier, the knowledge is at our fingertips. And so, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and ask the questions. And um, you would be amazed at how many people are willing to help you. And if they don't feel like they can help you, they're more than happy to put you in touch with some of their contacts that can help you. So yeah, um, I think not it- everyone right, is in a position where they can afford hiring a coach if, or a mentor. And if you are in that position, I, I think you would agree, Lauren, to 100% do it because I know for y'all's business, it's been tremendously helpful. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's just allowed us. What it did mostly for us is we were able to scale our business in a much, much shorter timeframe than what we ever even dreamed possible. And Kristen, you brought up a good point about um, the, the, I don't know if this is off topic, but I'll, I'll bring it back into the hobbies and side hustle thing. But something else, just like how I said in the beginning about um, what I've learned from myself is about, um, sorry, when hobbies, when I got rid of hobbies and the things that I loved without even knowing it. And then the thing in the way that it improved my life, bringing that back into my life is about mentorships. And at one point I remember thinking, you know, growing up for us, we did athletics, but you know, you can relate it to whatever you did in your childhood, but more than likely we had somebody for us, it was like coaches or other parents, you know, if we were doing sports outside of school, but we always had someone that was asking us to show up at our best. Right. And they were, you know, encouraging, they were pushing us, encouraging us, and we were developing skills. And each year we were improving and getting better. And at the same time we were receiving, they were giving us feedback and, um, you know, it, telling us what we needed to work on or improve on. And so throughout our childhood and maybe early adulthood, we have these people in our life that we might realize it or we might not. And there's even, you know, parents, some parents even pay for stuff like this. But then we've reached a point in our life where it's like, oh, wait, why do we stop having those people in our life, whether they're paid or not? And so I think it's, 
important to always have those mentorships. And Kristen, like you said, if you aren't at a place where you can invest in, in, you know, hiring a business coach, I think actually that kind of ties it back to everything that we've talked about so far today. And that's how to learn how to coach yourself because, you know, coaching yourself is like such a beautiful thing. And yes, I think I will always say that it is so awesome to be able to have paid coaches in your life and mentors and all of that. But at the very, very least, learn how to coach ourselves because- Can you give an example of how each of you have coached yourself? Maybe just to you know, help people like, oh, okay, that's something I can easily accomplish and do myself. Yeah. I mean, I'll start um, and then Megan, you can go. But I think actually just the tool that I learned from um, the the three options that I said with like tasks in that moment, what I'm doing is actually self-coaching. And so it's just having the awareness to realize what's going on and to stop your thoughts and to write them down and um, and then how to get past them. So I think that is a good example of self-coaching. And I think that that tool actually came from a podcast that I had listened to a long time ago. It didn't come from a, a paid mentor. So um, yeah, so that's an example. Megan? Yeah. So I'm trying to think of a specific example that would be helpful. I think I honestly, there's just, like I said earlier, so much information out there with podcasts and YouTube, I think how I kind of coach myself is more than anything, more than like the podcast and the YouTube is just surrounding myself with people that are like-minded, that encourage me and keep me accountable, um, that kind of are on the same path. Yeah, just positive people. Um, I'm lucky with the people that I work with at Favor. They all are very like-minded and I have people that I can go to when I am feeling negative or down that can kind of lift me back up. So I think that's kind of how I coach myself is just surrounding myself with good people. And then the other part of it is going back to the mindset of like when things get hard, like what do you do? So like when we are up against like for example, the audio on the podcast was not working today. It, <laughs> the internet was not working. This is a real life example. And it was stressful because we I only have a certain amount of time that we can do this. So like there, every single day you have little things throughout your day that are going to throw you off from your plan or from your schedule blocking. And what do you do with your mind? That's kind of how I kind of coach myself. Like yes. I immediately take deep breaths and start praying. And that's what I do. And it does help me. And instead of if something's throwing me off being like, well, F it, this sucks. Like it's not going to work. You know, start talking down to myself like you're dumb or whatever. People, or we're so mean to ourselves in our head. Instead of doing that, I replace those thoughts with like, God, I give this to you. And you're, I need you to help me get through this. And I need you to help me think positive. And I don't know, for me, that just really helps. And it really helps me like, I don't know, I guess coach myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I love exactly that. Exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we, like you said, we are our biggest critics. You know, after listening to our first podcast, I just t- thought, to, I kept thinking, oh, shoot, I should have said that differently. Or that, you know, I should have said this and not that. And then I, you know, I had this like awakening moment where I was like, you know, th- what we're doing is not scripted. And what we're saying is coming from our hearts and it's real and it's beautiful and it's never going to be perfect. But I think it's powerful that like, you know, we're choosing to do it anyway. And um, 
just going off yeah. of what you said, it just made me think of that. And also, Megan, I did want to point out, um, you know, you've done a lot of side hustles, right? Like you've yes, uh, and done and you've failed. Had, <laughs> yes, yeah. The beauty about hobbies is, is it's like you know, it's something that brings you joy that you love. It's not that it's going to fail or anything, but you know, side hustles aren't always successful. And I think it might be. Um, powerful for you to share maybe a side hustle that you've done that maybe didn't work out the way you thought it and what you learned from it. And just to know that, hey, guys, even if you're doing a side hustle and it doesn't work out, no big deal. Like we don't need to beat yourself up over it. Um, Yeah. Before Megan starts with your example that you just you just led into a good point of, I think through all of this that we're talking about, we are no experts and we try our best every day. And our goal is just to keep it real. Um, but also is just having compassion and grace for yourself. That is such a huge thing. And, um, I think that if we can all keep that at the forefront, you know, that's, that's the most important thing I think is just knowing that, you know, there's always going to be room for import, uh, improvement and it's just to keep that self-love strong and to have the compassion and grace really high. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's okay. You slept in your makeup, girl. It's yeah, going to be okay. That's, that's what we're about. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah. So I had, kind of an online boutique with my sister-in-law and a really good friend. And honestly, like now that we kind of have moved on from it in a way, who knows, we might go back to it. You never know. I think just the timing was off. I think the biggest lesson I learned with like just going after it, um, I had a lot of like fear and self-doubt and I was like, gosh, you don't even know what you're doing what are you doing? You know, I had all of those thoughts in my head. Um, but I just pushed forward and thought, you know what, if nothing else, I'm going to learn so much from doing this. And there was a lot of days and like where I felt just like a failure and like I effed up or I messed up or I didn't do things right or I made the wrong decision. Um, but at the end of the day, now that I've had time to reflect on that whole experience, I think what it's taught me about side hustles is like, just like Rachel Hollis or any of the people we listen to talk about, it's all about the journey. And I look back and think of all the systems that I learned, like how to build a website, like how there were so many different things, like working with accounting people, with lawyers, with, you know, just making an LLC, like all of these things that I had to do are, taught me so much. And I think that experience actually taught me even more that you can do things that you don't know how to do because yeah. you just have to go after it. So that was definitely like an experience that it felt somewhat like I failed, but I know I didn't because we did so much with that and we built like this strong community of women and it was so much fun. Um, so more than anything, I'm grateful for that experience because I think it's led me to what I'm doing now. Yeah. yeah. And I think Megan you'll, I think you'll even keep discovering, you know, things that you realize that you learned that you might not even know today. I think you're going to keep oh, learning yeah. that, you know? Yeah. It comes up every day. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and still, that just, oh, sorry, Lauren. No, it's okay. I just think that that touches on the importance of, you know, back to being mindful and having the mindset that even maybe in those moments where you are going after a hobby or a side hustle, either one, and it feels like, maybe in your mind, you feel like you're failing or it's you're just going through a time of hard. If you can remember, no matter what the outcome is, that just to trust the process and trust the journey that in that moment, whether you see it then or not, you will look back on it and you'll say, 
damn, you know, I learned so much from that that I didn't even realize at the time. So maybe if we can just learn from Megan and, you know, realize that if and when, or I should say when, because, you know, it's just a matter of time that we are definitely learning things and just to choose to focus on that instead of the hard. Yeah. And I think it proves as well that you don't fail, you learn, you know, or you don't lose, you learn. You either win or you learn. And what everything y'all just talked about just shows that that is absolute truth. Yeah. I think, I think an episode on maybe uh, failure and fear is definitely a whole, a whole nother episode, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I was going to say, Kristen, I really want you to jump into kind of your real estate journey and then kind of the side hustle specifically of like what you talked about in the beginning and circle back. Yeah. I would love to, to just real quick, could we like say what maybe one or two of our favorite hobbies and then our favorite side hustles so far in our lives too? I think that would maybe be fun and for people to get to know us a little better. Yeah. I'll go first. Uh, So I love to be active. So some hobbies of mine are tennis, which I had picked up while living in China. And I haven't yet found a tennis community here in, in on the East Coast, but I can't wait to discover and go after that. So that's something that needs to be on my list. Um, <laughs> but tennis, volleyball, and then um, I love family and friends. And so honestly, just spending time with and talk, keeping up with family and friends. And then as a side hustle, our real estate investing is probably the biggest one that I can dive into on a later time. And I would love to tell you all about it. Megan. Oh, me. Okay. So hobby wise, um, I don't know. It's kind of changed, but probably my main hobby on lately is just working out. I love going to my studio region in Prosper. They have Pilates and I do their Legree class. It just, I don't know. I love working out. I think just p- from playing sports, um, I would love to join like a volleyball league one day, but I'm not doing that currently. Um, other hobbies honestly are just like kids stuff. Like that's kind of my hobbies right now. Like I love just finding like new fun kid things to do. And I really do enjoy watching my kids do like going to the play places or I don't know, doing like activities, like watching Joe and her swim lessons. Like she's kind of, they're my life right now, you know, like the ages they're at with four and two years old. Um, and then other, like, I guess personal hobbies would be, I love listening to podcasts. I love any sort of like self-help growth, positivity, new tools like that. I love managing people and just, I don't know, it almost is a hobby of mine to talk to my friends and family and like see how we can like change your mind. Like I'm really passionate about it of like how you can change your mind with positivity and like talking to yourself nicely. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a hobby, but I love doing that. No, it is. Um, I think all of us are super passionate about people. So yeah. Yeah. And then side hustle wise, um, I have a little mom network that I started with my, one of my best friends, Mikey, that I'm really excited to get going just because we're going to provide resources for other moms. And obviously y'all know I'm passionate about, about being a mom. Um, and then this podcast, I mean, I'm super pumped. Just, it's totally a side hustle slash hobby. I just, it's fun just to get to talk to you guys. So, Hey Megan, maybe shameless plug, but do you want to Tell me a little bit more. Actually, I want to learn more about it, but we can do it offline. But the thing you and Mikey are doing, can you tell people about that? 
Sure. Um, it's part of a bigger group called the Local Mom Network. Out of They started in Connecticut. They're in over 100 cities, and they basically just found that having like mom blogs in a local way is more resourceful for moms because then you can actually go to the events that are there that you're following on social media. And then the website just provides like deals in your area. So like a restaurant will give a percentage off. And then we also do a blog where we meet a mom and kind of highlight working moms and stay at home moms. Um, And then we provide resources. So if you're looking for like the best dentist in the area or doctor or whatever you might need to know um, in your area. So it's hyper-local resources. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So for anybody in the- What's the website? Yeah. I was going to say for anybody Um, in Frisco, North Dallas, they can go to your personal Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So it's at Frisco Area Moms on Instagram. And then our website launches um, soon and it's going to be friscoareamoms.com. And then what about people for not in that area? Is there like a general website? to go to? Yeah. So the localmomsnetwork.com is like the bigger group. Um, you okay. can always follow, a, even if you're not local, you can always follow along with us on Instagram. Um, hopefully we'll provide like helpful tips for moms, even not that's local so cool. on like the social side. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's okay. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Kristen. Guys. Um, yeah. I think for me, I kind of mentioned, you know, my favorite hobbies, um, but, you know, obviously music is and top up there, um, playing sports. I think we all love playing sports. So volleyball is our, you know, number one. And like Lauren said, I just love being with family and friends. Um, that's my love language is spending time with. So (laughs) the more time I can spend with loved ones is probably my favorite hobby. Um, you know, and right now I think my absolute favorite hobby is this podcast. So, (laughs) um, but I did want to dive into, um, a couple or my side hustle, biggest side hustle right now, just to give you maybe an idea or get your mind thinking of what maybe you could do to implement more income. Or, um, if you're wanting to take more trips, maybe it could help you. So, or paying off debt, like student loans, um, whatever it may be. So my husband and I bought our first house. Um, when was it like, Oh geez, four years ago. Um, and you know, it was, it was expensive obviously to buy your first house is not cheap and then getting the furniture. So, um, we found ourselves in some credit card debt and I just remember my husband coming home and being like, you know, we just really need to get out of credit card debt. Like, what are we going to do? And I was like, I was trying to think and, you know, I, I work in real estate and I had some clients that, um, I live in Nashville as well and short term rentals or Airbnbs are super popular here and do well here. And I was like, well, what if we start? like a side Airbnb side business. And that's kind of the idea I came up with. And so I had no idea what I was doing, but like we've talked about a lot in this podcast is, you know, I just found the reason everything I learned was free and online. So you really can do anything. (laughs) But, um, so yeah, so I got the Airbnb business going and y'all, I mean, it literally got us out of credit card debt in less than a year. Um, and after we were out of credit card debt, it actually started, um, paying our mortgage for us. And did you want to say something again? Sorry. Oh yeah. Oh no. I was just saying that's amazing. Oh, okay. I did want to say like, you might be thinking, well, Kristen, you live in Nashville and yeah, that's, you can do that there. But I live in, you know, I don't know, rural 
Oklahoma. So I want to point something out. So my, I actually told this idea to my mother-in-law and she lives in Enterprise, Alabama, which is, you know, a very small town. Um, but what's awesome is she actually did the same thing and she is now, um, retired and traveling in an RV with her boyfriend and her Airbnb what? business. I didn't is, even know that. Yeah. Yeah. So her Airbnb business is paying her all her bills and plus them. Um, that's awesome. So tell yeah. us what, do, what you rented out. So we rented out a guest room in our house. Um, and she actually is renting out her whole house um, okay. while she's traveling. Yeah. So it's just a really great idea. And, you know, I want to be able to give real ideas so people yeah. can start circling and see, you know, if that's something you can do too. Um, and I did want to say now that we're out of credit card debt, um, we are actually working towards it now paying um, to get out of student loan debt. And Yay. just to give you real numbers, we owe $50,000 um, in student loans and we will have that paid off within 13 months, which is really, Ooh. really exciting. That's amazing. That's awesome. I feel like yeah. we should do a whole episode about Lauren's real estate and your real estate because y'all have so much cool stuff that I even want to learn from and figure out yeah. how I can jump on there's this train. So, and yeah, Kristen, there's so many... With- with your first Airbnb, I kind of just want to point out because y'all obviously you is you, your husband Michael, and y'all's two puppies, but you were actually renting out your guest, it was a two bedroom, you're renting out your guest bedroom in a shared space. So that's even, yeah. you know, like not everybody I think would even think to do that or even be willing. But hey, if it got you out of credit card debt like that fast, I mean it's something to consider and I'm the way to go. That's so awesome. No, and it was it was a big commitment. Yeah, I'm so um, proud and of we, y'all. you know, we ended up selling that house and buying a new one to where we actually have a separate space now. So now, you know, we're renting out to people so it's not shared, which I will say I definitely recommend because it, it is easier on you and your family. Oh yes. If, yeah. To have a separate uh, insurance and all that. Correct. Uh, but yeah, but that's, you know, this isn't the only side hustle. There's so many things you can do. For instance, I have a good friend who she actually turned a hobby into a side hustle where, you know, she is super passionate about rowing and that's what she did in college. And now, you know, she, um, is teaching and getting paid to teach other girls to row. And she actually told me that that upped her income by 30%, which I think is so awesome. So like, There's so many things you can do. You just have to get creative and think about what you're passionate about, what you can do. And yeah. So awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yay. Well, do y'all want to? So we were talking that it might be fun to implement something at the end of each episode. And that is to challenge ourselves and listeners, if you want to join in even better, to something each week. And it can be literally anything. Um, so we can start getting creative. If you ever have any fun ideas, please email it to us at slept in my makeup podcast at gmail.com. And, um, but that this week, I think, are you guys okay with me coming up with an idea? (laughs) Okay, cool. So I was thinking we'll start really easy. So every day this week for the next seven days till we regroup next week and we will text each other and hold each other accountable or make a list and whatever, however we want to do it. But every day, let's choose just one person. So easy, right? It can be somebody that you know, don't know, whether you're in the grocery store or wherever, 
or your own significant other, but give one compliment a day to somebody else for the next I seven love days. love it. Yes. Love it. And uh, also I just like to share my mantra, leave y'all with my mantra lately and just think about three words this week until we see you next week. And that is gratefulness, forgiveness, and self-love. Love, love it. it. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, go out there and love yourself. Just do it. You'll thank yourself later. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, I guess. Um, and we'll we... see you next week. Yep. yep. See you back next, next week. week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.